to get with the programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. And this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. a fun one. Welcome back to the book club, everyone, where we go through the Glassman Chipper, a long list of articles on the CrossFit Journal as we journey onward. We had our Foundations book club reading last week, which is a a recentering maybe of where we came from, how we came to be, why we do all these things. Good morning, everyone. That is uh, at least on the West Coast or mountain specific time. Anybody here in Central or Eastern, it's a uh, good afternoon. Corey, Teddy, <laughs> Scott, Elise. <laughs> Oh. And where are all of our European listeners and yeah. everyone over in uh, I don't know I don't Spain know where else. and in the UK and uh, good morning for the two AMers out there and yeah. the, uh... <laughs> those that are on the other side of the world whatever time zone that may be <laughs> Wad Zombie Wad Zombie what's up everybody we are going to go through our Glassman Chipper article number two today and it is called the Garage Gym and you said it right before we hopped on is like, this one was just fun. Dude, it was such, so the foundation flashed me back to all like listening to the words again, you know, like hearing the phrases and hearing the comments and the, those mantras that we now, or that at least the, a lot of us older CrossFitters fell in love with that, that wording, but the garage gym, this was all of us that didn't have a gym yet. And it's like, how can I make one? What's the comic book version? What's the, you know, like in the in the old comic books or the popular mechanics or whatever, that little ad in the very background that said, for only $19, you too can start a CrossFit gym, you know, kind of a thing. It was so cool. It was so cool. Old I, school, man. I can't old wait school. to get into this. <laughs> I can't wait. Do you remember when you bought your first mat, your first stall mat? <sighs> yes, I do. And I mean, I know so where I get that started it That started <laughs> it. You're like, yes, it's yes! real now. Yes. <laughs> smells great. Little like oh, gasoline man. and some type of kerosene. But breathe it in, breathe mm, it in and hold it. Yes. Breathe it in and hold it. I remember cutting mats for the first time and whoa. The, the blisters on the old fingers. Dude, my hands and fingertips and how I didn't cut a finger off. But it was one of those. I did it for the original gym I started coaching at. And there were, there was mats already laid out there when I got there, but it was they had stall mats. And eventually it got big enough. It's like, okay, let, let's mat out the rest of the gym because it was like your working area was the only thing matted out. Everything else was just yeah. flat concrete. We had that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to a point where like, you know, we're going to take this concrete and we're going to turn it into like a, a showroom floor. So we did like the gray like did you guys do that roll that the, rolled mat? Uh oh, well, eventually. But we like uh, so we grayed out and did the little flex. The problem is we're a bunch of like twenty year old idiots having no idea how to properly coat a concrete floor. We didn't prep. <laughs> right. We didn't clean. We didn't like strip. We're just like yeah, just roll this shit on and throw some flakes on there. And like the first time it rained, like the humidity, oh, it all bubbled up and came off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a disaster. Oh. oh man, I dude, I've never once had any of that rolled mat. So that was the second thing we did is we did the rolled mats, and that's where I, we cut. Yeah, um, 
the roll mats is cool. Uh, I think they all have their pros and cons. They're they're what? It wasn't thick enough for my liking. Yeah, because you get that half inch. I think they have some quarter inch, maybe. <sighs> which that's the, I mean, we're, we're the heavy duty mats. We we started off with the first ones I could find, and they were like a three quarter inch mat. stall mats. That those are the ones I have now. The original ones we had, I think were, I think they were half inch, and they were definitely used. So like you got some some worn areas where the horses definitely hung out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't care at the time. It was like all the black mats were down. I didn't even care. But yeah. what was crazy was when we went to the three quarter inch mats. Mm. It was like, oh man, the grounds were bomb. You could drop. I mean, not that I want people dropping kettlebells, but you could. Yes. We could do apple stones in there, and it was it was all right. We would you know had a little extra square, but for the most part, the ground was protected. The problem was, and I so I've had, I've put mats down in. So my three spots going from a thousand square feet to 3000 square feet to when we maxed out, I had 7,000 square feet. Damn. Matt, all that. Plus the one we had up in Paso Robles, plus the one that we had down in Napoma. So like I, I've, I've moved and added and done those mats so many times that I have a definite technique to one manning those big mats. Cause the six by four, three quarter inch mat is like 120 pounds. Dude. They are so heavy. Like you can't, and you can't, you can't drag those. You, you can drag them a little bit, but yeah. if you do more than ten mats, you leave like the little thumb pad. <laughs> you got to like, fold and then pull. I, I, I've done all that. I've done it. Like if you move to like the, the one that we have, like our gym now, when we maxed, when we matted it out, yeah, we had two hundred mats. Damn. Like, take two hundred reps. Of from the ground and moving it wherever, like it's a uh, yeah. I, majority of the time, I did it myself. But uh, man, the, it was I got my technique down. But I hate moving mats. Yeah, I hate moving I hate mats. It. I hate, I hate it. And this will this will be in the article actually, yes. which is pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, let's see, soccer mom, shout out to you. PR my clean and jerk this morning in my garage gym. Funny that you did that for today's topic. Look at that. Oh, hey, uh, that this reminds me of remember when we did the uh, the trials? Yes. And we were watching the videos and one of the athletes and I don't remember. It was one of the female athletes. I don't remember the age division or whatever, but she had like a tented outside thing. With oh, yeah. And like the, yes, the handstand. The greatest like outdoor garage. Was, <laughs> yes. Boats outside. Who was that? Inside. Who was that? I don't remember who that was, but that was awesome. Kat, thanks for doing the marathon and including us in the, your YouTube watching for the day. <laughs> Travis, thanks for ordering your cult shirt. That's awesome. If you guys, uh, cult shirts or the whole cult collection is out there right now for the taking. Not taking, but, you know, buy it. Drop the cult in the link, and we have our OG shirts back in stock. Boom. The OG of the OG shirts. Someone uh, messaged me the other day. It's like, we're going to get one of those colorful ones. I'm like, sorry. Sorry, that was just uh, <laughs> just for the games. Just for the games. You're, you're going to have to tie-dye it yourself. Corey, Get the, the light blue one pre and tie-dye it yourself. My pre-workout is currently closer to Chase than it is to me. Chase can swing by the post office and bring it to me. <laughs> oh, oh where it's shifting. Yeah, it's shipping. What's up from Germany? Hello. John. Dang. 
What's up? What time? What time is it there? What's the uh, time zone you're working in? (laughs) Oh well, hey. This is our book club. Thank you guys for joining us. Before we get to it, I want to obviously thank Bubs Naturals for being a partner of the show. Go to bubsnaturals.com, use the code GETWITH20 for 20% off. Man, I uh, I really needed it this morning. I was dragging a little bit today. Thursday sometimes is a weird day. I don't know. I felt like I slept okay, but not great. I don't know. You ever get like one nostril... That isn't breathing the same as the other one, and it just like annoys the shit out of me all night. So then I have you seen the size of my nose, dude? My smaller nostril is going to be bigger than most people. So like, no. <laughs> I, never I was going to say, have you actually ever had that. like a clogged, uh, you know, nasal cavity or? <laughs> yeah, well, when that happens, it's a big deal. It's problems. Like quote, <laughs> like capital letters, B I G, big. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys are dragging ass this morning and you need a little extra boost in your coffee, go to bubsnaturals.com, Use the code Get with twenty for twenty percent off. And if you need to blend things up a little bit better, like we said, get that hand blender that they have on there. Um, Element26.co. I got these new grips, dude. They're. Uh, it's like a hybrid grip between their rubber ones, the heavy-duty rubbers, but you can put chalk yeah. on these things. Oh, see, that I think that was, that was the move they needed to make. Yeah. So that was the move they needed to make. They're called their ISO grip comp, and it's still got that uh, rubbery texture on the end. You guys can see this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little, lot thinner. I know the rubber ones can be a little bit more industrial. And I used these yesterday, and they were awesome. I still didn't even yeah. have to use chalk, but you can with Wait. these ones if, if need be. Wait, what's the side that goes to the metal, the rubber side or the, the suede side? Rubber side. Suede side's on your hands. Uh, oh, just to make it softer on your hands? Yeah, yeah. It's nice. If you guys want to get on those, nice. I know their belts are already awesome. Go element26.co.co, not .com. Use the code get with 15 for 15% off. Your next PR, but you guys aren't here for that, even though I suggest going to it after the show, obviously. But we are here to talk about our CrossFit journal journey. And article number one of the Glassman Chipper is called The Garage Gym. And before we article even. Article number two. This is number two. Yes, article number two. two. What did I say? You said, and the first article is. Oh, sorry. Article number two. Yes. <laughs> and it's called the Garage Gym. Now, this was written September first, two thousand. This was right around the time CrossFit was at least the LLC was created. I think nineteen ninety six is when it all really began with Greg in a garage, so to speak. He was he, Greg actually used to be just a like a coach or a trainer in a Globo Gym. And yeah, looked around and realized, out. yeah, till he got kicked out. <laughs> using using those rules right over there. Yes, I this, this is so great. So yes. We're talking about the garage gym, and the first thing that's at the the height of the title, how to get kicked out of your gym in ten days or less. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, here we go. And we're gonna start here. Okay, so if if you want to get into like a little bit of that cult mindset or that the OG ways, it. <laughs> We'll start things off with the list on the left was how to get kicked out of your gym in 10 days or less. Day number one, bring your own music, use a boom box, and turn it up 
to <laughs> to inspiration <laughs> levels and start working out, ACDC's Thunderstruck should do the trick. <laughs> if that doesn't work, day two, set up a circuit like uh, set up a circuit like one of the one of the typical CrossFit workouts of the day, and put a sign up at each station advising others that this equipment is reserved for accurate timing of your effort. I've thought about doing that in gyms even to this day. If it's not at a CrossFit gym, do you do you remember? Okay, so before, so you went, you actually went into a CrossFit gym when you started doing CrossFit. Yes. See, I did CrossFit in a regular gym. Okay. And it would piss people off because they'd be like, "What one? Why are you working out so hard? Why are you breathing so hard?" And two, hey, you're using all of these things, so I can't get in there to use anything. <laughs> so I'd have to find the time frames when it wasn't crowded to get in there to be able to use the different pieces. Oh, uh, what funny. Yash put up is uh, Planet Fitness is like the easiest to get kicked out of. Yes, if you just walk yeah, you into just Planet grunt. Fitness. No, just walk in looking like you're in shape. They're like, sorry, you're not welcome here. <laughs> you know, that, that it's the weirdest because it's the um, anti-no-judgment zone. Yet they judge you the second you get judge there. the shit out of you if you're actually trying hard, which is it's funny. like the anti judging. It's really which weird. A, man, Sevon could go crazy on that one. That's like today's society right there. Yeah. Really. How weird. dare you be healthy? How dare you? Discriminating dare against me you? not being healthy. All right, day three, if you haven't got kicked out yet, while practicing the Olympic lifts, drop a max load from overhead. This may do it right here. So <laughs> Funny you mentioned that, that that's one of them <laughs> is so my my first CrossFit experience was in a CrossFit gym. But after that, I trained at a the gym that I was a member of to get in shape to go back to the CrossFit gym. That was how I first started. I was I was so afraid to go back because I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I need to get in shape for this, which is funny to say that now. And I remember dropping a bar, not an empty bar, a weighted bar. And the the looks and the sound of which that created, I was like, did I just do something wrong? Did not get kicked out yet. So maybe I should go to day four. <laughs> Find a 20-inch platform and perform box jumps. Try three sets of two minutes of max jumps. Bizarrely, this one irks the shit out of most gym management. Could you imagine getting angry watching someone do box jumps in a gym? I had that happen. Really? We were, um, yeah. So before we had our CrossFit style stuff in my fire station, we'd go to the local, um, the local gym um, in the area, and we would work out there. And we would take, remember those um, like step aerobics boxes that they're like six inches tall or whatever, and people yeah, would take yeah. little steps. So we would stack those up to whatever height we needed, and we would jump on those and like kind of push them up against the wall so that they didn't fall over. And we would get in trouble for using that. You're not supposed to be jumping on those. You might fall off. I'm like, no, you might fall off. Yeah. We're not going to fall off. Like it's, it's only 20 inches or 24 inches or whatever we had. <laughs> like, do you want me to jump on the bench then instead? Like, no, can you just not do it? Oh, man, yeah. So cool. 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 Uh, day number five of 10 ways to get kicked out of your gym. Take a pair of dumbbells out into the parking lot to do walking lunges. You may be accused of theft. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, like in these big, you know, globo gyms, as we call them now, is there's no room to do anything. There's just so no. much shit in there. 
all the machines and things you don't really need. There's nowhere to go. You just have to stay in your bubble. So, yeah, just take it out to the parking lot. Day six, bring several powerlifting buddies to do some super heavy deadlifts. Don't forget to grunt, scream, and use chalk. You'd have to bring your own chalk because that is not supplied in any gym None. outside of a CrossFit gym. Maybe a climbing one, but that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Day number seven, if, if you haven't got kicked out yet, if the gym has support poles, climb them. If not, find something to climb, sling a rope over a beam or rafters, attach some climbing holds to the wall, and use them. You won't, get to, you won't get to the climbing part if you need to attach anything. You may get stopped at the door coming in with a 25-foot coil of two-inch rope. <laughs> Look at these suggestions. <laughs> uh, I could I could totally see that I could see, you know, just I'm imagining Greg back in the day. Hey, I got a great idea. Talking all eloquent like he does. I got a great idea. We're gonna bring this rope in here today, and I found this one open beam, or we can push one of those asbestos uh, squares off the roof, and we'll go over the beam that way and hang it over. And he's just doing his thing, and then coming over and being like, uh. Hey, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, don't worry about it. We're just going to climb this rope. No, you can't do that. Well, we're just going to climb this rope, though. <laughs> it's not a big <laughs> deal. We're just going to climb. No, you have to go. You need to go you now. You need to go now. Oh, that's so funny. Fred Swin, I did jumps on the steps that led to the ellipticals, treadmills. Oh, like stairs? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> what are some other ones that people had in here? Uh, John happened to me a couple weeks ago and I brought, and I brought the dumbbells. That's crazy. Interesting. That's crazy. These are How great. You bring those into Keep our these stories up. Travis from Vindicate went to a Globo gym recently to check out the space. They had a fitness space with a rig, but it had double pull-up bars. Oh yeah. Nobody to do bar muscle-ups. Uh, when we were in that old gym, we had to do, if we were doing bar muscle-ups, like back that we didn't know how to do the kipping, like the whole glide kip thing wasn't even a thing yet. Right. So we would be on the squat rack that had square bars. Oh yeah. All the way around. So you'd have to put your, it's almost like doing a false grip. You'd put the, your, the, your wrist knuckle on the top and that's how you would pull yourself up to get your wrists over. So it's like doing a false grip on a ring, but that's the way we did our bar muscle ups in the gym. And they, they didn't let us do that for very long. Yeah. Either. You can't climb all over those things like them. Like, bro, I'm doing a bar muscle up. Okay. Dude. Do I need to show you a video on YouTube of the, the what are they called? The bar masters. Here are the bar masters. Remember those guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the bartenders. The, the bartenders. The yeah, bartenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bartenders. Yes. God. They're so rad. Yeah, they're so good. And I, Brandon is so old school. Check this out. My first CrossFit experience was a homemade gym in our backyard that my college roommate built when we got out of the SEALs. Shout out to you, Rad. Brandon. 2004. It's yeah. badass. Yeah, and he just talked about how they made their own wall balls, which will be on here. But for wall balls, we cut open yep. a basketball and filled it with rocks and sand. Our target, a pallet nailed to a tree. Wow. Love it. Brandon, you're awesome. <laughs> I love that. All right, where are we at in this list? Uh, ooh, day number eight. Classic. Work out with your shirt off, 
If you don't get a reaction, have your girlfriend or wife take hers off. Hell yeah. <laughs> the less close, the better. I mean, yeah. that's. that's I love CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, CrossFit is the best. Day number nine. I love CrossFit. If you have yet to get kicked out. Walk on your hands or do handstand push-ups or some other basic gymnastic skill stuff. Yeah? You kick up yep. against a drywall if you don't go through it while you're doing it. Do a couple yeah, handstand push-ups. Try not, to, try not to do it next to the, uh, the full-length body mirrors. <laughs> right. They really get pissed off about oh that. Oh, my one. God. <laughs> or at least take your shoes off. Just have your socks, you know. I've done that in hotel rooms. Just take my yeah. shoes off. Uh, day 10 of 10 days to get kicked out of your gym. If you've gotten this far, this one is the clincher. Record your efforts by writing them on the wall. I'll say this. <laughs> that shit's not even allowed in my gym. <laughs> People right now, like their reps during Cindy with chalk on the floor. I'm like, I will kill you. I will kill you. And here's the best part. If after Day 10, you are still allowed in. You belong to a great gym. Let us know where it is. We'll feature it on our site. If you're asked to leave before or during this experiment, it's time to clean out the garage. And that is the starter of this article titled The Garage Gym, which is really funny to look at 20 years ago because The Garage Gym, this article was in response to not having a place to train as far as CrossFit methodology and now we look at garage gyms in in unique ways right that's where some people have gravitated to from say the affiliate model themselves but this is in response to having no affiliate and this is what birthed the affiliates themselves because when this article was first written there were no crossfit gyms save for the one that greg built in santa cruz right. california which this picture, if I scroll up a little bit, that's it. That's it. Yep. That's that's one half of it. It's twelve hundred square feet. Packed. And it's it's crazy. Even like that looks packed right there, but I don't even see like the climbing nets. They had the cargo nets that they had. Yeah, I and think that's all the, of the other things. I, I like they he makes a point in here and, and I think that it's cool to say at the beginning, but then also once you get all the way through is there was nothing that they needed that they didn't have right. for um, elite level fitness. At whatever level you are, there was nothing. And either they found it, grabbed it, took it, made it. Yeah. And that's what's so sick about it. it I mean, it, it's, I think what, you know, we're, we're so used nowadays that you just go to the rogue site or you try to find some, another knockoff <laughs> site. Yeah. And really like, in the original days, it was, hey, you don't need to spend a shit ton of money to do this. You just need to have one, a little bit of creativity and a little bit of uh, grit to just not let anyone say you can't get fit by using that. I, I love the idea that I know I can get someone elite level fit for their right. whatever level. I'm talking the CrossFit Games. We're talking fit with empty milk cartons and some water jugs and a yeah. backpack and it's not the equipment it's not the 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 piece of equipment that does it it's understanding how to use that piece of equipment you know what you're trying to get out of that equipment and then making something work out of that and so the garage gym was very there was a lot of creativity that that spawned out of that mm -hmm. uh, i mean you know 
glad that all the other companies have come around to be able to make it a little bit easier for us to have equipment and not have to duct tape all of our dumbbells together to make different dumbbells <laughs> yeah. and stuff and kettlebells. But, With but change plates. I mean, I, I, I do like, I do like this. Like when, when, when COVID hit and no one could buy a dumbbell anywhere, you had to come up with something. Yep. And I think that, you know, those of us that had been around a while, it was like, Oh, we're just going back to that time. Okay. Okay. Let me go get some PVC pipe. Check. We'll, we'll, we'll go make some shit. Check. Okay. It's cool. Uh, before we get into this, Yash, this is the perfect time to ask this question. If you had to design a home gym, what are the five things you must have? Well, just listen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what we're going to go through. So getting things started, I put things in yellow that were good key points, red that were things that are kind of set off an alarm, and some of the blues that were like big things I want you guys to remember. But this all starts off with, the need. The ideal gym would be located close to a home or work, well-equipped, clean, and manned by knowledgeable, helpful staff. Our ideal gym would also not be overly crowded, yet available to friends and family that we like to work out with. An ideal gym would be supportive of the hardcore fitness a la CrossFit. And in red, it says, as long as we're dreaming, we might as well play only music that we want to hear. I, would, I put that in red, and the asterisk is... That the coach wants to hear. <laughs> None of this we shit. <laughs> that's the only that's reason why tough. I had that in red. <laughs> that's that's a tough one because never will the coach ever have someone go, oh man, the music is perfect today. Yes. Ever. I mean, if someone does, someone will say it and then someone else will go, no, it's not. It's shitty. Yep. Do we have to listen to this again? Oh, my favorite answer of all time is, okay, well, what do you want to listen to? And they go, anything but this. And all I want to do is choke them when I, when <laughs> I get that answer. And whenever I get that answer, I turn it on like a classical symphony station. or uh, Oh, perfect. And I'm just like, cool, I'll play this game all day. Yep. What sucks for you is I actually like this music, so have fun. Uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm easy. I can listen to anything but... I can't do country. Yeah, I was gonna say, where's the butt? I know what I the butt I is. I can't. I can't do it. I know. I do it. You, what you ever the seen butt those, is. those those fluffy duck memes? That, <laughs> yeah, like, like country music one. Every time yeah. I see them, I always post them. Like, yeah, that's me right I there. I feel you, dog. I, I I get angry. I feel you. All right. Well, you scroll down. Part I have highlighted in red is the spa. In our neighborhood, has over has over the years banned Olympic weightlifting, all jumping plyometrics, walking lunges, believe it or not, and as a matter of policy, fostered an agnostic attitude to serious training. No grunting, sweating, yelling, or dropping the weights allowed. And our experience is not it unique. Be written in purple. Yes, <laughs> and our experience is not unique. Your average neighborhood health club or gym is predicated on a low to minimum wage, skillless staff supervising helpless members. Machines and isolation movements require little to no knowledge or instruction of coaching. In fact, a lot of them just have pictures on there that are supposed to do the coaching for you. What muscle group this targets? A three-step, very highly missing <laughs> way instruction manual of how to do that. You know, I put that in red. Whereas serious strength and conditioning requires less equipment and considerable expertise on the part of the coaches. And that's where that big delineation is between, say, your 
commercial gym and a CrossFit gym or an elite strength and conditioning facility. The NSCA has pictures and commercial health clubs, the, the schematics of littered with equipment, the pictures on the, the equipment and how to do that, right? That is their or the way they would show how strength and that, conditioning should be done. That, I think that part is crazy, that they actually give you a map, and on that map it shows you the equipment, basically the equipment list of things that you should have to be official strength and conditioning. And all it is is a small, a smaller version of a large scale globo gym. Yeah. And that's what everybody felt. That's what everyone falls into. I, I mean, it is the same now. I mean, you're, you're starting to, you see now platforms and things like that. They're out there. Not that everyone knows how to use them, you know, or what you're supposed to do with them. But the fact that that was actually make your gym look like this. Yeah. Crazy. It's almost, it's almost franchising. It's crazy. It, yeah, and that's that's where they're why they started attacking CrossFit to begin with because it's challenged their status quo, which was wrong. Uh, whereas the university strength and conditioning facility is sparse by comparison. The solution to this dilemma has been solved by many of these same clients by building a garage gym. Just remember, we're building a strength and conditioning gym, not a bodybuilding gym. We wouldn't keep 99% of the equipment at your Gold's gym, even if it were given to us. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, you just, it's amazing what you can do with free weights. The good news is you can build a gym rather inexpensively, a world-class strength and conditioning facility in your garage. The garage gym tradition is reverse or is revered and respected. The number of athletes training in garage gyms, barns, and abandoned buildings is legion. The lifting, throwing, jumping, and climbing essentials responsible to responsible program will find no welcome home for you in your friend's 24-hour fitness. This is Nautilus. This is how old this is. <laughs> yeah. And the idea is that, you know, you see the photo here on YouTube if you guys are watching, and... That's everything you need. This sparse little equipment without all the fluff and fanfare of machines. Well, and if they used to use the uh, the whole fight club kind of idea, you know, where you would get this these, this relevation fitness, um, these amazing they have these amazing workout sessions in the dingiest dungeonest ugliest like it doesn't it didn't need to be this beautiful pristine place right it was let's find a place we can get down and dirty and just do shit yep and the fact that it wasn't super pretty allowed almost invited you to like hey we're here to do some badass work we're not here to make everything look pretty and you know make everything look perfect and have nice symphony music in the background. It's like we're here to just get down to business. And I, th I that that baseline, that undertone, with that alone, I think it really helped with the program yeah. and helped with that that cult culture. This is mm -hmm. our culture. This is where we do our uh, our training. Not yeah. you and your training over there with your little health spa stuff, but we do this over here. Mm -hmm. It's cool. And so the next thing we go into is basically starting from the ground up. 
And as we were talking at the top of the show, matting. Matting is expensive but adds so much to comfort and safety that they are a must. Install in installments one mat at a time if you need to, meaning you know, you, you, basic stall mats back in the day, and even now they're four feet by six foot. So a little four by six, you're like, okay, I can put maybe a barbell on one uh, width-wise, and then right. you save up the money and you get two, and then you get three, and then you get four. And it says, avoid buying your mats from fitness vendors. And so I have in green, as this article goes on, different equipment vendors that were only accessible 20 years ago. And as we go through this entire list, you know, 10 pages long, remember the one thing we've never said as far as an equipment vendor. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I said bigger, stronger, faster would sell them. But here's the one. Go to your local horse feed and track store and look up horse stall mats. And as Bill was saying, it's like, these are the mats they would literally put in horse stalls, which were just called mats or horse stall mats, which is why we still call them horse stall mats because that's where <laughs> they were designed for. They were designed for horse stalls for them to walk on. <laughs> I, I think what's the, um, God, what is it now? The tractor supply company? Yeah, all the same type of stuff. So they would yeah. put them in the stalls and that's where they put the uh, all the hay and stuff on top of it. Right. And they have... The ones now, like the three-quarter inch, they have the little bubbles on the bottom, so it actually raises it, so you can hose them down, and you can kind of get all the underneath stuff when they're yeah. peeing and pooping all over the stuff. Like they're, I think, I think if you get them now, you're probably looking like around fifty bucks a mat, right. somewhere seventy-five bucks. A, well, maybe it's more now since with all supply stuff, but yeah. um, somewhere around there. But I have not bought one mat, not one from a fitness store. All of them have been from our local like farm supply, yep. track house, um, stalls, uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. David, horse saw mats are the worst if you want perfect squares. Well, they're made out of rectangles to start, but I know what you're saying. Yes, they're not all. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're just, it just cut. means you got to cut them. That's yeah, all. you just got to do deal. a little extra work. It's, you know, <laughs> a little extra work, but I get it. I get the OCD part. <laughs> I get I get the OCD part. Uh, cutting the mats. Now, there's a good one. It's not easy, as we said. Cutting a three-quarter inch rubber matting is best achieved with a utility knife or a box knife. Um, there's uh, like hook knives. Those work pretty well, too. I can't even remember what those things are Ooh. called. Um, this is where I screwed up because in my head when I was cutting mats, I was like, well, I want, you know, I want a big, I like a one-timer, just cut through. And so I'd let the blade out to the at least oh, dang, an dude. inch. Yeah. And here it's like only a half inch and do multiple cuts. And my patience never really uh, fell in line with that. <laughs> 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 but it is what you're supposed to do. I, um, I couldn't believe it. it said that it said to do a paper bag diet like uh, pattern. Yeah. I was like, no way. I had uh, a meter yeah. metal blade well that's what it um, says right here like ruler and i stepped on that thing and i would go over that like four times like slice 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 and then try to like tear it and i like, cut it through from yep. there use a four foot steel or aluminum rule to draw your lines and i yeah. yes i use that to cut with as a little bit of a buffer between myself and Hell the blade. yes in fact i still have my four foot like four inch wide 
yep. aluminum ruler in my storage room at the gym right now. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. Same. Next. Vendors and manufacturers. There's a great one. So here's a list of, let me make sure I got this right. Yep. Here's a list of vendors and manufacturers that the CrossFit Journal compiled as we continue in this article for those of you guys building a CrossFit gym. Iron Mind, Bigger, Faster, Stronger, Concept 2, Stairmaster, make like a Gravitron and it's, a Gravitron is, if you guys know what a Gravitron is, it, it's like a pull-up bar or a dip bar, but it has a plate that you can change the loading, and it'll, like, if you stood your feet on the plate, it, it's like using a band. Right. That makes sense, but it's a machine. Yeah. Um, and the benefits there is it, for, for exactly that, doing strict pull-ups, strict dips, which you don't have the strength to, a Gravitron allows you to do that much easier by taking weight off. So we're not saying get a Stairmaster, but Stairmaster makes... The Gravitron, Power Systems, Dynamax, Yoke Bar York Barbell Company, Ivanko, Elico, Sorenex. I had Sorenex GHDs in my gym. American Athletic Inc. AAI. That's all the gymnastics stuff, which they still use today. Spieth Anderson and Nick Maisman. Now, Nick is Mas more of just Nick a handy Masman. guy. Massman, he's just a handy guy. <laughs> that was the guy that introduced me to CrossFit. What? He's the guy. Shut up. So, so when I when I told you about this list, I said that when I, so Nick played rugby here at Cal Poly. Um, I was on the wrestling team. I met him through this school and stuff like that. We started getting into paddling stuff, like ocean paddling and races and stuff. And he, him and his uh, girlfriend, wife, and his his wife is is still currently uh, my ex's best friend. They played water polo together at, at Cal Poly. No uh, way. So they moved up to Santa Cruz and then he was looking for some different gyms to hop into, was doing some jujitsu stuff and then found Greg's gym. And so he was a member there and Nick was a mechanical engineer, did a lot of like laser lathing of metal. Uh -huh. like we, we made skateboards and stuff together, like metal skateboards that we would go ride. Metal skateboards? And so he was up there. Yeah. Just, I mean, just, he would just like, he found these, these machines yeah. that you could laser cut metal and he would just program it in. We'd make like different decks or whatever. And he was doing stuff for Greg, making pull-up bars and, and stuff like that. And if you look in here, the one of the pull-up bars that he talks about is a rolling pull-up bar. Yes. You imagine doing that now? But oh, all, yeah. all of the things that he built, any kind of metal, Nick would just do it. And actually, if you look up, there was the uh, the picture with the little baby yes. in the backyard. If you scroll up, yeah, um, that's nick's backyard when they lived in santa cruz they live down here now but they lived in santa cruz and the little baby right there is molly that's my daughter's best friend shut and they were been, up yeah in fact when i met greg for the first time it was at a baby shower for molly at this backyard where we had a pull-up contest wow yeah so, so nick was the one that it, he was like you got to check out this website they do crazy workouts on there i think you dig it that's how i found out about CrossFit. and look what's in this photo Two horse stall mats, a bench, rubber plates, a mm -hmm. pull-up rig, right? Just a bar mounted to these beams in the front. Yep. Dumbbells, kettlebells, med balls, weight vest, C2 rower, a makeshift box. Yeah. That's as simple. It's as easy as it needs to get. Dude, that is crazy. I had no idea. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that a trip? That's yeah. a great story. 
So I think it's great that he's on the list as a vendor. <laughs> <laughs> right? When he's just a dude. <laughs> it's just it's just some guy. It's just a handyman. No, he was Yeah, I mean, but he like was, he, he was made all stuff. about it. He, he was all about it. Yep. It was awesome. Uh, as far as the horse-style mats are concerned, cramming together, shrinking the gaps before laying the ne next mat, I almost suggest is laying your mats in the winter, then cramming them together. That. That's smart. I didn't even think about that. Of course, oh, wow. we, we only, you have a big swing in temperatures. I have a swing of about 7 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so when, it turn, when it's 63 degrees, Bill... Then you you put your mats in, and then when it's seventy degrees, which it normally is, then they'll yeah. Right. If you, if you install your matting in the summertime, and then you like wedge everything together, they shrink significantly in the winter time, and then you get all these gaps and weird little squares that are open, and you try to shift in. So I always suggest is lay your rubber down in a colder temperature. Mm. Uh, moving to weights and the pull up bar, you want to get an Olympic weight set. Have them with rotating sleeves. Like, like that's a, <laughs> like that had to be said. That accepts place with plates with two inch holes. This high thing I have highlighted in blue, you'll never regret buying a quality bar. Let me, ever. Like, right. if you guys are going to buy a personal barbell, spend the money to buy a great bar because it will last you forever. You, you don't use it enough. Like, you wouldn't buy an Olympic lifting bar for your gym members. You'd buy a really nice, just now, just a rogue barbell. But for yourself, invest because it'll last forever. You get what you pay for. And I like how they put this 20 years ago that you'll never regret yeah. buying a quality bar. And here, you know, some of the ones I have listed bigger, faster, stronger Iron Mine, Ivanko, Lego, York. Uh, rubber plates cost more, but the noise reduction alone makes them worth the money. Yes, because dropping a barbell with metal plates is probably not good for anybody, including maybe the foundation of your garage, the noise you may create with your neighbors, and the, the structural integrity of your barbell. Yeah. yeah. And home plates, like, again, obviously, that's really up to you. Uh, what he had here is dumbbells are not absolutely essential, but we wouldn't be happy without them. And he mentioned Hampton, York Barbell Company, Ironman's Olympic-style husky handle dumbbell bars. Now, I highlighted that because I was like, the um, remember the barbell, like the dumbbells I'm used to before I had like any like rubber ones or even like the solid metal ones were the yeah. ones that had like you had to Multiple. add change plates and screw them on and they never stayed still and pinch your fingers or slide off and break <laughs> your toes. Those are my first dumbbell experiences. <clears throat> As we go down, uh, you need a place to perform pull-ups and dips. In your garage gym, we place a premium on floor space, which is true. You don't have a lot of space to work with, but uh, power systems, wall mats, you can also have wall-mounted pull-up rig and dip bars made by a local welder, which is where Nick Massman Nick comes in. in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, see this photo on the right. We also commissioned Nick to design and fabricate thick-handled, two-inch diameter revolving pull-up bars. This monster will take someone with 30 pull-ups and bust them down to five reps. The Could you imagine that? 
The load the on the hands. The spinning in your hands. Yeah, so the load on the hands and forms is amazing. Now, zoom in on the photo, of which this was the pull-up rig at the original CrossFit gym and wall ball target. Mm-hmm. But I highlighted this because just to throw it out there that you may see this at the CrossFit Games one day. This this particular article, if and if and someone would be like, dude, no one's ever gonna do that. The stuff that's coming up, it's like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And oh. Okay. All right. Right. I can see it. I mean, we've used thicker ropes in competition for legs and legless. Do not get complacent that a rotating thick handle pull-up rig could be fabricated and put in for the next time, say, I don't know, Fran comes up at the CrossFit Games. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be so good. Could you imagine that? <laughs> It's 21, oh 15, 9 thrust and pulls. I'm like, this is a waste of time. It's all about transitions and height of the athlete. I'm like, not anymore. Not anymore. Enjoy your pull-up rig. Yeah. You can kip all you want. We'll put a dollar yeah. mat underneath you just in case. <laughs> 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 Which is great. I, I thought it was really cool to see. And so I highlighted in purple as kind of like a, hey, possible just foreshadowing. Saying. Yep. Just saying. Uh, another angle for pull-ups and dips, this is the Gravitron they were talking about. The pull-up and dip are unsurpassed in developing functional upper body strength. Pull-ups and dips, I think dips get severely overlooked when it comes to developing your upper body strength. It's not pull-ups and push-ups as the best way. It's pull-ups and dips as the best way. And that's what was so funny. when they, Remember when they brought the dips out um, for the regionals and everybody was getting hurt doing them. Yep. It's because nobody does them anymore. It wasn't because it was too hard. And even if they are going fast, I mean, yes, the speed and all that, but the, the idea is that they're not using it. And if you don't use it, even though you may have a lot of pushing strength and capacity, you're, you're it's like, it's like going out. Like I haven't sprinted at all. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to go run a bunch of hundred yard sprints. I'm going to pull my hamstring. You're gonna, yeah, it's not used to doing it, so that's. It was just funny that everyone left that off the table. Bicep it was curl. The, athlete. It was beneath them. Beneath I don't them. understand this. I don't know sure if that's a real question. Explain, rack bicep curl athlete. We'll wait. Also, we didn't have back then. We didn't have the kipping and the butterfly pull-ups. Right. So you could move your body, but we weren't doing this big spinning circle positioning. It was more of the frog style that like. Uh, like Chris Spieler would do back in the day. God, the, it was more of an the frog kick. Down. Yeah, that was my first kipping pull-up. Hell yeah. The frog totally. kick. I also called them cheating pull-ups because I was douchey. <laughs> <laughs> Steven said, there's some good names for this Fran idea. Rotating Fran. Steve Rotating Smith just wrote. Fran, that's a good one. Frantic. Yeah. See people panic out there that can do like 50 unbroken pull-ups. It's just on a spindle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It's just on a spindle. So think of it, um, you have a, a straight bar and then an outer bar around it. So it's like you hold the outer bar. So the outer bar is not fixed. It's like uh, you're, you're, you're doing pull-ups on the end of your of your barbell. Yeah. So, so like you can't grab and fix at the top, which you normally would do. If you grab the top of it, it would just your hand would slide underneath. 
and it's mm-hmm. thicker, so you can't get a good grip. So it just basically forces your hand in a bottom position, and you can kip. The, the bar will move around. They have this shit at, like, uh, state fairs. Yeah. They have weird things like that. Shit, I really want to do that right now. I know, me too. I'm going to try and figure that out. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> I'm going to start, like, like hooking up everything with bands in my gym to see if I can make that work. Thunder Fran. What would be the barbell? Would you just make it a heavier barbell, or would you do, like, a cluster? Clusters and rotating pull-ups? Cluster, just go to the ground uh, each time, just a little twist. Doesn't have to be yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah. And would you do it with just 95 and 65, but just make them clusters? Clusters and rotating pull-ups? Pull-up bar pull-ups? You know what? I, I think that I think that you could do um, like a 115, maybe a 135, because you would want to Ooh, take the axle bar on the... Uh, ooh, clusters with the axle bar... Yeah. At one. Yes, because and the pull. Because the axle bar don't doesn't spin and it's right. thicker, and the pull up bar does spin and it's thicker, and you have to because yeah. if you just did regular thrusters, the axle bar is ah. That would be yes. Fun. That would be really fun. Okay. That's good. That that would be a good frantic and a non rotating friend. Dear boss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right, uh, where are we? The pull-up bar unsurpassing strength. If you only had a bar and a place to do pull-ups, you could do an acceptable variant of the CrossFit program. True. True. Barbell and a pull-up bar goes a long way. You can do so much with that, whether it's an empty bar with the plates by themselves and a pull-up rig. Because pull-ups, like you either do, I mean, you still got... Toes to bar, pull-ups, knees to elbows, proper knees to elbows, not knees to chest. Knees to elbow. If you guys do knees to elbows correctly, they are harder than toes to bar. <laughs> but nobody does. Like, they do knee to tricep. I'm like, no. Knee to elbow. Yeah. <laughs> they are the, the, so the much harder. The positions are in the title. In right. the title. Knee slash elbow. Our desires here... As we go through the garage gym, our desire here through is to lay plans for a world-class strength and conditioning facility in your home. The next title uh, topic is benches and racks. You'll need to have a flat bench, squat racks, and a portable portable power racks. Yeah, Iron Man Mind has that. I remember the first benches we ha- got in our gym had no pad on them. They were just a hard metal. How serious? Yeah, they're really shitty. <laughs> what would someone just giving those away, or what? I think so. Like, I would take I really it if someone think, was giving I think them like away. I think like the local. Yeah, I think it was uh, the local, or or one of our friends was like a welder, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll make you guys some benches." Because <laughs> it's not like they didn't have padded benches in two thousand eight. Like, no, they, they totally did. They were a thing. They were a thing. But ow. Uh, Iron Mind also makes dipping handles that transform the Vulcan racks into reasonably stable dipping platform. And so I'm trying to think of what the Vulcan rack, rack was. I had it there. Um, oh, the adjustable racks. Five star oh. flat bench, pillars of power. Oh, the pill. Yeah. So a squat rack that has, um, no. basically it's, it's like a spotter. 
So yeah. they have little arms that you can squat down to. So if you had to bail, like if you squat or bench by yourself, I put this in red, the pillars of power are actually a better spotter than a workout partner for the bench hmm. press and squat. No shit. <laughs> if I, if I, if I have to watch another person squat, uh, spot someone doing back squat from behind them underneath their chest, what are I don't you going to do? Anybody ever thought that would be a good move? They still do it. What What are I you going to do when they drop no that bar off the back? Here's what's going to happen: your arms, your elbows are underneath them. That bar is going to go into the crick, crack, crack of your elbow, and then you're going to pin against each other. So you're going to break your face, maybe the person's neck, and then your arms and probably legs when it pulls you both together to the ground. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen anybody do in a gym is to squat yeah. or to spot someone on a back squat. To think to think that you're going to be able to lift whatever weight that they're struggling with and the person as they're falling over, it's like, hey, bro, I'm so strong. I can pull all of you and that bar up in a shitty position <laughs> with just my arms and my back because I'm that badass. I want to know who I this superhero you, is. Exactly. You're probably the same dude. That when they're moving their houses, just puts one hand on top of the the, the your mattress with no tie, thinking you'll just I'll hold it with my fingers. I'll just hold it with my fingers. Or like the arm seatbelt sitting next to somebody in the car. <laughs> I'll stop you. I'll, yeah, it's like, good lord. Just teach him how to bail. Like <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. Oh, anyways. Favorite piece of cardio equipment, a jump rope, a good bike, running shoes, and a Concept 2 rower. Yeah, way back then even. It's so cool. Yeah. And really, I'll say this. I get this question a lot. It's like, hey, if I could buy one piece of equipment, and they, they look at all the machines, right? Row, bike, ski, what? And I always say rower. Like, having a rower in your garage is huge absolutely huge it's the best piece of cardio equipment you could get absolutely and it even says here the effect of rowing has has to be experienced to be believed <laughs> and i put this in blue often a good thousand meter effort leaves an impact on the body that lasts for days or if you're like me mental scarring that lasts decades <laughs> rowing is complete as any single exercise can be and this is where you get into the thing is like someone's going to hop into the chat and be like 2k row is much worse i'm like then you didn't do the thousand right i and i think a lot of people would are the the argue everyone knows how bad the bike hurts because it does hurt yeah the bike the sucks is you can only make the bike hurt for so long like you go 30 seconds okay you're done and that's it the thing is on a rower you're forced to go for a minute 30 or three minutes or yeah. seven minutes or eight minutes. And just because it's not as 30 second painful as a bike means that now you have to sit in that bath of shit for that <laughs> amount of time. It is so much worse. So much. It's not as bad in the, in the, in the 20 to 30 second range. Like the, the assault bike, I think will I will outdo all of that, but you can only hold that for so long on a bike. After that, you, you drop dramatically and it's not even the same thing anymore. Yeah. So the rower is the rower is the one. If you want to go long, slow duration, you can. Mm -hmm. If you want to do high output intervals, you can. If you want to be able to pull really hard and just black out, you can. Uh, if and you want to 
it's playing those like those ugly those ugly seven to twelve minute ranges. Ugh. Yeah, like you can make a bike nasty, but the rower legs, posterior, core, arms, everything. It hits everything. So I always put in, my answer to that is go rower. Uh, Budget-wise, so in order, this is what they have. So say you're working on a budget, and and like anybody when they first started, especially 20 years ago, when we had the time to kind of slowly build your gym, like you said, you went from 1,000 to 3 to 7. And that's really how it was done is like (laughs) – it was it was like watching um like Darwin's evolutionary like totally. <laughs> it's like fish, <laughs> land lizard, you know, dinosaur. And it was park, maybe, garage gym, thousand square foot facility. And that's that's how it was back in the day. And you, you bought yeah. equipment as you got members. It's like, yeah, well, you just need two barbells because we have four people and everybody can share and work together. <laughs> <Right>. So so, <laughs> so it says start with an Olympic Olympic bar with some rubber competition plates and a pull-up rig. That's enough to get you started. Make what you can, which is I'll let you expand on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you've got the skill or know someone that with the talents much of our equipment can be fabricated for less. Number three, shop around, buy used. Gym equipment can go for pennies on the dollar at garage sales. I mean, the first Airdynes we ever used were taken from, like, our grandmother's attics. Yep. That's where we got our first bikes that we ever used. And, you know, now they're assault bikes, but at first they were Airdynes that were made for old people's homes. Currently, I have I think four of them or five of them that are acting as a fence in the backyard area of our of our gym. <laughs> yeah, because once we got good at those, they were not built for that. <laughs> they couldn't handle it anymore. They couldn't handle it. Um, let's see. Uh, shop around, make a habit for checking new sporting goods, classifies, internet, the internet. Oh, the internet was probably just getting started. Brand new. You can There's a thing called the intranet. The intranet. Al Gore, you can mat your garage one mat at a time, allocate a monthly budget for a project and be patient. Ultimately, be resourceful. If you want a gym, nothing can stop you. Nothing like a little patience and discipline. Who knew? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, talking the concept too. They write, it's unbelievable to us that this flexibility is unique to this equipment. Just meaning the, the versatility of a rower is is unparalleled to any other machine out there. Here's a good one. Gymnastics and climbing equipment. Get ready, everybody. Get ready, everybody. Get ready. Right off the bat. Pull-up bars in there, dipping platform as mentioned, parallettes or short parallel bars, and rings. Low parallel bars that you can get at AAI. I mean, they're 850 back then, which is a shit ton. Right. But you can adjust the width, 14 to 20 inches. You can adjust the width. You can adjust the width. For those of you guys listening, <laughs> it might not just be your regular parallel bars in the future. It might be wider. Just make sure you mix it up, 14 to 20 inches. 16 inches high, and they are 8 feet long. And I have this in blue. While unwieldy and somewhat large, this is one piece of equipment you'll never outgrow. 20 years ago, it took 20 years. <laughs> you'll never outgrow. Presses to handstands, handstands, push-ups, 
pirouettes, L holds, V holds. The list of exercises can be learned on these that can be learned on these is extensive. This is an ideal place to develop upper body strength, abdominal strength, agility, balance, coordination, and accuracy. That is in blue for all of you that are watching. If you're listening, that Welcome whole to last the 2022 statement. CrossFit Games. <laughs> Where did this shit come from? Right here, 20 years ago, to the day. I'll let you guys That's read that so again. Crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Low parallel bars. While unwieldy and somewhat large, this is one piece of equipment you'll never outgrow. Presses to handstand, handstands, push-ups, pirouettes, L-sits, and V-holds. The list of exercises that can be learned on this is extensive. This is ideal place to develop upper body strength, abdominal strength, agility, balance, coordination, and accuracy. There. Where did this come from? It's been there the whole time. It's been there the whole time. Now, I didn't expect anybody to know that, but to answer the question of where did this shit come from, that's why we're bringing it up. It's not not like, well, Boz just likes gymnastics, so he's going to go the full tilt on this one side. Right. No, it's... It's like, all been there. Oh, he just reached yes, he deep into his pants and pulled that out of his ass. All he had to do was go to uh, the the second article. The second article. After everything that we learned on the first article. Yeah. <laughs> like, you really didn't have to go all that far, really. Right. And do we fault anybody for not knowing this? Absolutely no. not. I forgot no. about that shit. But... Hey, how do I expand my knowledge as a coach? We get this question all the time. Where should I go to look at programming or expand my information? Right here, guys. If you want to be an elite coach, start listening to this podcast as we go through these journal articles. It will expand your horizons so much and make it so fun. So fun. Uh, Let's see. We've seen these rings hung over a wall because they're talking about rings themselves. Now, your first rings, were they PVC pipe or metal? We had PVC pipe ones. So okay. the the ring, the metal one, rings were really expensive. In fact, I think it said it gave a couple options here, like $100, $125 for a pair of rings. And we, and I didn't even have the regular gym yet. This is when we were making them for the fire station when we, when we wanted rings there. Yeah, but we found a list, and I I don't know if the, um, I don't know if the the how to one. I got to look on the articles here on the chipper to see if they, if they have the how to articles. But there were a lot of how to make the equipment, and one of them was rings, and it was you just took a piece of PVC pipe, you put it over a flame, and you could bend that PVC pipe, and then you you put it in the freezer, and it would just it would harden it up. So then you have a circle. It's hard, and we just ran surf straps through it and hung it up over the, hung it up over the rafters at the station. So we had our rings. Those were our first three sets of rings. Mm-hmm. It was like that. So, I mean, how how expensive was that? What's what's <laughs> a what's a twelve foot length of PVC pipe? That's like, like one inch PVC pipe, and then we just cut it and heated that's it. That's wild. It was that, and that's all we did. And we had, and I remember doing, um, uh, what is it, Jason? Mm-hmm. The uh, the ring muscle up and air squat one. Oh yeah, we did yeah. that one at yeah. the station. I think I think I have a video of that one somewhere. But we actually did that one at the station in the with those crazy rings. Dang, yeah. Uh, mine uh, were metal. How'd you get metal ones? They just had metal ones, but we we had to tape them because you couldn't 
Oh, did they do like the that uh, like plumber, they had rubber uh, on bending them bar or, thing? Yeah, yeah. Is that how they bent it? No, I don't even remember. But wow, I remember the day we got wooden ones, and I've been so used to using metal ones that either had like rubber handles on them or tape, so you didn't slide. Then I was oh, like, I'm yeah. gonna get splinters in my hands. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> oh. I can't use wooden rings. Can I tape them? They're like, no, you don't need to tape them. <laughs> People forget like uneven bars in the Olympics and parallel bars in the Olympics. Those are made of wood. Yeah. Like they're just wooden bars. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's all they are. They're not metal. They're not plastic. They are just straight wood. <laughs> nicely oh. sanded. Yeah. Nicely very nicely sanded. sanded. <laughs> um, okay. So we've seen rings hung over the wall or beam. Mounted pull-up bar by allowing pull-ups, pulling yourself from a hang below the rings to a support above, and dipping to full extension. You could do dips off the rings. Uh, about the muscle-up itself, the muscle-up is a functional movement that enables you, once you've mastered it, to surmount any object on which you can get a finger hold. I joke about, like, jumping fences to run away from cops. Um or scaling the wall at the SMU outdoor pool so that I can jump off the 10-meter at a certain hour of the night. Or morning. Or morning. And I don't recommend that, especially if you're naked, because the impact is quite significant if you do not have shorts on. Um, but that's I've never jumped off a pier naked, ever. Yeah. yeah. At least... At least 15 different times I have never done that. So the one mistake I did is I covered up, but I left one ball a little exposed. <laughs> <laughs> Where Was that you were trying to find all the pieces together after well, falling down in midair? Hey, I'm like, drunk. Not, oh, maybe, maybe I should grab these yeah. pieces. I'm drunk. Really the lights quick. are off. Yeah, I'm doing like the wave panic, and I'm like, okay, pencil. And I just didn't collect myself fully. Uh. And felt like you I missed, got hit you with missed a, the eraser. Yeah, you missed the eraser. I felt one. like someone hit me with a tack hammer there for like three weeks. <laughs> uh, not as bad as my buddy who did not um, close the, the, his legs, and uh, he was it, shitting water for a there, while. Yeah, there are orifices that uh, you know you get a rush of water from ten meters in the air. That was bad times, bad times. But uh, cool the thing water, I highlight. <laughs> The thing I highlighted in blue was this is a potentially life-saving skill. So I told a story, I think it was in our foundations one, about the girl in my gym who couldn't do an air squat. Like, oh, yeah, not yeah, strong yeah. enough, right? And I, and, I, yeah. and I made the thing as like, if she fell into a hole, chest level, she would, have, she would just stand there and die. That's the strength. And, and this is what I'm talking about, right? The skill of pulling up onto something and be able to get yourself out of, this is exactly what I was talking about. So I highlight it in blue because it pertained to a story from last week's um, deal, which is kind of cool to see. I'm not making shit up. Uh, I highlighted the wooden rings and straps assembly hung over a pull-up bar is ideal. Uh, put landing mats underneath you. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Stretching the cushion if possible, fall from parallel bars, rings, or ropes. Uh, it now goes into rope climb. Rope climb is an extraordinary exercise yet requires a tall ceiling. Uh, string a rope from a tree. Some guys were talking about that earlier. Find, and, find a buddy. Um, and this is for short ceilings. 
is shorter rope or use a shorter rope and start from a seated position and make Watch. multiple trips up and down for great effect. Yep. Also known yep. as alpaca. 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 Where did you think of that? It's like, well, I work out in my garage all the time, and I love to do rope climbs, but my garage ceiling is only nine feet high, so you start from a seated position. And you, you know, it's like you take off <laughs> half of I the can, distance you jump usually. I can see that becoming the new standard for, like, um, the quarterfinals and the semis and stuff like that since people have varying heights of the rope. Oh, Okay. And the jump, it takes the height peak. Like if you're like Easy Muhammad, you basically are jumping all the way up to the beam. It takes that out now. You now have to climb the rope. It's not about your jump for the rope climb. It's about your rope climb for the rope climb. Yeah. So I could see it being where everyone now has to do it from a seated position. That would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, put here, but you can put together a climbing rope at a fraction of the cost if you don't want to buy one. You can, I mean, go to any Home Depot store and... You can buy lengths of rope, cut it, tie a knot, string it through an eyelet in the beam. The photo here is a collection of things. So if you're looking at this photo, there's a rope to the right. There's a jumble of equipment there in the middle. And then there's rings strapped to rings. <laughs> I know. <laughs> strapped to wires bolted to the ceiling. <laughs> That's not a janky setup at all. Uh, climbing ropes may or may not be an option for your gym. Um, I put this in here. Climbing holds, campus boards, and pegboards are wickedly effective, functional, and fun. And I put climbing holds in blue. And what those really are, what climbing holds are, are just like rock climbing pieces. Right. Right. So you can put those anywhere. You'll see uh, uh, people's door frames, whether you just hold on with your fingers, you can do pull-ups with that. Um, I had it in blue as a foreshadowing thing. That's on the I table. Totally, I could totally see that. Um, I I could see, and I think it'd be neat to have some weird rock climb format. I could see them the doing games. a speed, like a sprint on that. They already they already have the setups for. In fact, that you know, I just saw uh, one of the videos that Hiller did where he was talking about going you know, having our CrossFit events, but picking an outside thing, whether it's the high rocks or whether it's the combine or it could be speed climbing like this where you have your set wall and you have to race up to the top and the winners get that that i mean it doesn't take long to do yeah. you have you know a minute of time yes horvath would crush that of course right but that's not to say that that's not a good event because that would be the same thing as saying that it's not fair to have a swimming event in there because you know we have someone who's yeah. a swimmer like when 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 troy and won all the swimming it's it's a it would still be a valid fun race i think it'd be a super fun race oh sure you know um and then real fast this picture made me think about like everyone wants to have rings up really high you know because how am i supposed to swing if i can't have the rings up high if you watch the original nasty girls video of that workout with annie yep. and nicole and eva they're all doing the rings from the ground yeah they're doing it from their knees so mm -hmm. they have to dead hang into their muscle up I mean, from a low, from low hanging yeah. rings, because they're not even on, they're below that, uh, that beam, that rack thing. That's, uh, just to the bottom left and, that they have the rings hooked up under there. It's crazy. And it was also the first time we saw video of girls doing ring muscle ups. 
which is yeah. like broke a stigma. Um, if this also photo, if you guys see, you see the blue ring straps connected to the black above them, but you see this yellow harness looking thing. What that is, and it's, it's actually connected to a pulley. They used to, um, they actually use this in diving a lot when they teach divers how to flip and doing like a oh. certain number <clears throat> is it's just a harness to help take the weight off to do actual ring muscle ups through full range of motion. But having the harness there elevate or alleviates some of the weight, so people can go through those passive full range of motions without the the difficulty of their weight. That's what that yellow harness is. Didn't uh, Dave Durante bring something like that out like five years ago or something? I yeah, well, something like that, like no, a power monkey thing. Yeah, it's a power monkey thing. But like he also showed us how you can easily just make it. Oh, crazy! So like, um, if you take it's a, a system. yeah, a it's belt. a pulley system, and so. If you take if you take your ring straps and you wear a weight belt, you can put one end of the strap on that and throw the rings over and then pull yourself up. So you connect one end of the strap to your weight belt, you throw the strap over with rings, and then you have basically a, a built-in pulley system. That's one way you can actually practice ring muscle-ups with taking the weight off your body. Fun. Fun fact. Uh, let's see. Climbing holds. I put that on there as a, hey, warning shot. <laughs> uh, campus boards is a great exercise. CrossFit plans to install a campus board. It's a great functional exercise. It's another shot out there if you guys look at those. Uh, pegboards can be used to develop great back and arm strength. It's their favorite alternative to a climbing rope. Um, it's, it's good to have because you don't need a high ceiling for something like that. You can start from the floor. You don't need to jump. Um, uh, let's see as a note weight training generally lacks in pulling movements compared to pushing movements this is why we place such an emphasis on gymnastics and climbing in our program and i put in blue as uh, a special quote is these apparatuses are invaluable to rounding out your program so making sure you just program enough gymnastics pulling in any capacity to offset a bulk of weight training with that just to round out your programming. I don't. Do you do you agree with that? Do you think that it's uh, if you think weightlifting, it's all pushing? I mean, if you're thinking I, I don't think the squat all... is a push. I, I mean, we talk about pulling cleans and pulling deads and pulling snatch, and I, I think it's, it's a different kind of pulling. I think in terms I mean, of developing upper body pulling strength, right? Because there's not a lot that. There's not a lot of moves with a barbell that'll do that. Hang power cleans to a certain extent, but that's still more dynamic. Um, if you're talking pulling with the arms only, like actually, yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's what it's in relation bent. to. Yeah, yeah. Like you can do bent over rows, um, straight bar curls, but that's a dead end movement. Like those are all isolated movements, right? Um, but like bench press, strict press, push jerk, split jerk. There's there's a lot more, you know, clean and jerks, thrusters. Definitely on, the, definitely on the jerk and on, on the thruster, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Where you're thinking that I yeah. did a um, I did a set the other day, uh, thousand meter row, thirty cleans at two hundred five, um, hundred double unders, and then I went seventy five twenty seventy oh. or seven fifty twenty seventy five, and then okay. five hundred ten uh, fifty, and 
I was felt like I was doing all kinds of pulling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I could see that, you know, we're thinking, thinking of the arm, classic pulling of like pull-ups, yeah. classic pull-ups of like, you know, arm straight to pulling your body up over something. I can see that. Yeah. I, I think that's what it's pertaining to. Um, trunk development equipment, the GHD where we're like, Hey, I bet we could do sit-ups on this thing, even though it's a glute ham developer. <laughs> Let's just flip over and start doing crunches. Um, that's the big one, right? That's the one where everyone's like, oh, man, we got to that's, – that's what the elites do. But scroll down here. The science behind the ab mat, ab bench, so to speak, is one of the best $30 investments you can make. Now, when they talk about the science of it, the ab mat sit-up, I think it was designed by a guy in the military where they did sit-ups on the beach, and he found out that he could do way more sit-ups if you packed sand in basically that void in your back. So if you guys are just sit back against your chair, if you're listening, if you're driving, maybe watch the road and keep your hands on the steering wheel, but you're, you're, the S curvature of your spine creates a void between you and the floor. So if you're laying flat on the floor, you just put your hand behind your low back, there's a big gap there. When you think about how physics works... I think it's Newton's third law, where every action has an equal and opposite reaction. You need something to react against. So, for example, if I push up off of the floor, the contact of my hand and the floor is where I get the basically that that force from. But if you're doing a sit-up, and this is what I – it was a weird epiphany. When I used to do crunches in the gym, I would do like hundreds of those little baby ones. And what hurt was like the top of my abs – and the bottom of my abs, like where my hip crease was, but never really in the middle. And the reason was is because there's no action against the floor in that void. And what the ab mat does is it creates a filler or a fulcrum that uses all of your abdominals in one move. That's why it's so valuable. It accesses all of your musculature because of that force or that against the ab mat, which is why it's so valuable, which is also why... When you give someone an ab mat, and like, what's the first thing they say when they do a sit up with an ab mat? Oh, you said dumb thing. This is or, so or, much easier. Or, it's like or they no do this. shit. Which way is up on these? Yeah, right. It's the fat end <laughs> to your butt, by the way. If anybody wants to know, you put the fat end of the ab mat towards your butt. But it's so much easier because you use all of your muscles without any break in between. If you did a sit up off the floor. You would do a really quick start, and then you'd hit the void. You'd get stuck, and then once your tailbone engaged a bit more in the ground, then you'd sit up again. But with the ab mat, it's just one shot. That's why it's so much easier. But why it's so valuable is because it hits everything in your core. And I think it's one of those that is as overlooked as an air squat, a push-up, and an ab mat sit-up because everybody wants to do bar muscle-ups, handstand push-ups, and GHD sit-ups. You do 100 AMAT sit-ups for time, good luck. It's awful. You do the one where you throw your hands and the rest of your body doesn't move. Yeah. And you grab your shorts, <laughs> <laughs> reach and grab your hamstrings and try to sit up. I think AMATs or AMAT sit-ups are very underutilized in CrossFit gyms nowadays. Totally. It's like, they, they it, seem they seem like the scale. They seem like the yeah. oh you're 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 putting the cushion on there. The, because it's a cushion, it's it's easier now you're taking an easy way out. Everyone it's wants not to be understanding GHDs. the idea of the piece of equipment. It's not what you think it is or, or you know, not like not what it looks like and 
we got to get away from that stuff, get back to the, the purpose and the whys and the hows of yeah. using that piece of equipment rather than just like, I don't want to use that pad because I'm tough. Yeah. I need a pad. These aren't GHDs. Therefore, I'm scaling. Ab mat yeah. sit-ups are for pussies. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, the one thing I would say is a really good investment if you are going to get an ab mat is also buy a yoga mat to lay down on whilst doing high volume ab mat sit-ups or else you get the, what is it? Wound? Yeah. The ass the, crack wound. The it's ass a little heart wound. that's formed right above your crack. Gosh, literally man. your crack. And how do you discover that it was there after doing ab mat sit-ups for the first time? It's not in the gym. It's shower. not on the ride home. Yeah. It's, it's in the shower. It's in the shower <laughs> afterwards where I thought someone was in the shower with me knifing me in my coin slot yeah. in my shower. <laughs> it is the worst. Oh, it takes forever. It doesn't go away for like four days. Yes. It's like the worst. It's like it's almost worse than like a rope rug burn. Well, okay. Here. All right. I, I'm giving you three options. Four. What would what rank in order of what you'd rather have? A ripped hand from pull-ups. A shinning on the box. A rub or rope burn on your ankle or an ab mat sit-up burn. Worse is the ab mat sit-up burn. That's the first one. Okay, so that's worse. Ab mat sit-up. Second one is going to be um, the tear of the hands. Okay. The third is going to be uh, the shin on the box. The fourth will be the rope climb. I think that's and right. And I say that, and, and I, I say that that way because that's in order. Like the 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 ass crack one does not go away for like four days. So you can't do anything. It always hurts. No matter what you're doing, you can't bend, you can't do a sit up, can't bend over. You can't get a shower. Everything sucks. Uh, the hand tearing. Now you can't do anything. The shin, it hurts when it happens really, really bad. But after that, you're like, okay. And you can still do the other things you want. The rope burn is bad and it looks terrible, like terrible. Yeah. Of course, of course, Laura's saying the shin because she, 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 didn't that happen like a year ago or something? No, like two weeks ago. Oh, no. Like it was bad. (laughs) It was really bad. Um, but the rope burn one, it's one of those ones that doesn't go away for a long, you don't see it the first day. It's the second day you see it and it stays there a long time. But, um, you can still do the other things you want. You can wrap it and it's okay but you're not bending at your shin like that. So that's where I would have to go. <sighs> so you said Amat's the worst. Yes. Number one. I'm trying to think. I had a firefighter that used to put, um, we would we would be at the station and we're going to do sit-ups and he would take a piece, uh, or two pieces of athletic tape and put them <laughs> right over his ass crack. <laughs> right at the top of his ass crack. Up and down style so that he wouldn't do that. And he would, I mean, we, we teased the shit out of him about it, but he wouldn't get it. If he didn't put that tape there, he would get burned. I mean, literally the, the burn. I, I like Brandon's just the words he used is like, <laughs> totally worst shin, <laughs> hand, ass, ankle. <laughs> oh. Rack oh, biceps great. curl. You're not wrong. They all suck. They all suck. <laughs> These are great. Oh. All right. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. Continue washing on. dishes with torn hands. Oh yeah. Or uh, you know what's bad is we ha- you know we have a lot of medical professionals at our gym and they have to basically in and out of every room they go into they have to do the the basically the hand alcohol. 
Yeah. And so they're just sitting there with open wounds, just <laughs> taking it all day. <laughs> all day. Needles. Needles into the baby. Oh. All right. Miscellaneous basics. Plyometric boxes are a simple and wickedly effective tool for both, both explosive power training and metabolic conditioning. So when I do box jumps in the gym, a lot of people were like, their first question is, can we scale to step-ups? And my answer is always no. Because it's not the height of the box that's the the workout. It's like, oh, if I'm using 24 inches but I step up, it's the same, you know, it's a good scale. I'm like, no, we're jumping. And so yeah. I was like, my scale is we're just going to lower the height of this, 24 down to a 10-pound plate that's one inch off the ground. The act of jumping is why I programmed this not a 24-inch object or 20-inch object for you to get on top of. And I think that's a common um, fault in the way people scale box jumps. Totally. It's because it's – well, and you have to – I will – I go back and forth on that. Uh, not not as far as reasoning goes, but as far as using a particular modification because I will have people that will stay at the same height and never move up to that and move up past that so what i'll do is i'll say okay you you jumped at this height on this one this one i want you to go to the height and you're going to step because i want them to be able to mix it up but you're right if the intent is an explosive hip opening i need you to have an explosive hip opening not a slow movement to as the step up so you're right you're right don't always step like it doesn't mean here's the box height or step it means here's the box height scale the box height for that then modify your reasoning for whatever the movement is but yeah. you're right um kettlebells i got to put here is two arm kettlebell swing is a great exercise now a two arm kettlebell ready. two arm kettlebell swing that they're saying is is more of a, a half swing style not a two arm double over the head swing um, sets includes 36, 53. They, you know, they gave some kettlebell brands to go through Pavla, Pav Tastulin's kettlebell. I don't know. Dragon door enterprise. Um, question for you. This is uh, if you're on a deserted Island question, you could bring one piece of equipment with you. What would it be? Um, Obviously, if you're saying barbell, the plates would count as pieces, right? So it's got it can't be that, right? Okay, then I would say um, a heavy dumbbell. Heavy dumbbell. Yep. My answer is always a heavy kettlebell. I say heavy dumbbell because I can do. I like a kettlebell for kettlebell movements a lot, mm -hmm. but I can use a dumbbell as a kettlebell. I can hold the top end of it and do kettlebell swings and do that sort of a thing. But there are some movements like a like a dumbbell snatch is kind okay. of weird with a kettlebell you know depending depending how heavy your kettlebell is yeah. and how good you are at getting it around it just seems kind of it can be kind of awkward yeah um i also know and the reason one of the other reasons i say that is because when we were getting equipment it was way easier to get shitty used dumbbells oh, than yeah. it was to buy these Here's this brand and kettlebells aren't new, but right. when they started coming back out with all of the crossfitting and the kettlebell groups and everything that were out there because of CrossFit, 
um, you know, pulling a lot of the, that kind of training back into back into the to the scene again. The prices for kettlebells went way up, and I like the idea that you could have a, a dumbbell that I could go on Craigslist and buy the metal ones. And even if you had to do the change plates, I could do a lot with that one thing more bang for the buck with the money than I could with one kettlebell that was kind of stock. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like, I, I do really love kettlebells. I just think that a dumbbell is just a little bit more versatile. That's all. That's funny. I, I feel like <clears throat> they can do the you same the thing. the other way around? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, okay, I can, I, I like the, I would pick a kettlebell. I mean, yeah. for the same reasons you listed. Like It's like, yeah, I'll do. All right, let me ask you this. How would you do a... Okay, we have dumbbell snatches in the uh, alternating dumbbell snatches in the open. Yeah, that's coming from the ground. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a kettlebell snatch, how would you do it? It obviously would be slower, but it'd have to be like a kettlebell snatch to the shoulder and then a switch in the hang. Okay, so you so that's what I'm saying. You're doing the dumbbell. You're doing the kettlebell snatch from the hang position. Right, but that's only if you told me to do alternating. Okay. Like well, see now, if we had, could you do or would you do a full from the ground snatch? Sure. But it's a different. But it ends up being a different movement, right? Because yeah. you can't get the you can't get the same hip pop in there. Uh, see, that's why that like that one movement right there. I like dumbbell because I can go from the ground the way we do it. Yeah. Or I can do a hang snatch, uh, which would be more like the kettlebell. Yeah, I mean, I don't like going to the ground with a kettlebell, but just as much as I'm not a huge fan of being from the hang with a dumbbell. I, I always yeah, find that I funny is I confuse the shit out of my coaches all the time is I program dumbbell snatches. And when I say dumbbell snatches, I assume, just like I'm sure everybody does, it's ground to overhead, no squat. Yeah. And when I, when I program kettlebell snatches, it's hang to overhead, no squat. Yep. Right. And I have to say that because I will get people, even when I'm demonstrating, if I'm coaching and I'm demonstrating, I will still have people that will grab the kettlebell and they will go bonk right to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden they do this straight movement with the kettlebell, which looks really awkward. And I'm like, uh, uh, think of the kettlebell snatch as a single arm kettlebell swing. Yeah. Like you gotta, yeah, I have to almost change the name for him for people to get it. It's, it's funny, but we just, we actually just did that movement the other day. Too. Oh, really? And I, had to, I had the same issue. Yeah. It's funny. I, I think they're both versatile. I mean, it's more 100%. of, I love them both. I really think it comes down to legitimately preference. hundred percent. Cause there's, there's no argument I can make for a kettlebell that can't be done with a dumbbell and vice versa. Like some dumbbell movements are more effective with the movements. Like you said, alternating dumbbell snatches or things like that. Those are a bit more easy to do than with a kettlebell, but they can still be done. Right? Totally. It's like, okay, Turkish get-ups are great with kettlebells because of the off weight that you have, but you can still do it with Love a dumbbell. That. Yeah. Right? And so it's, uh, they all have their, their – there's no one or the other. I think it all comes down to preference. I agree. Y you won't get less fit without one or the other. Um, I always like that question. Uh, let's see. This uh, We got kettlebells – Two general trends of jumping rope. This is funny how they talked about this. Heavy as one, fast as the other. And we've come down on the side of fast. Shocker, 20 years ago, doing CrossFit, <laughs> that they went for fast. Yet heavy is slowly creeping back in. Do not neglect the heavy. Do not neglect the fast. And do not neglect the skill that you can do with a jump rope. Mm -hmm. Clearly displayed on <laughs> the CrossFit Games. 
medicine balls. You got the wall ball shot that you can do. Uh, and then obviously using the medicine ball to teach a power clean or squat clean. They do that in the level one still today. And this is what they promoted back 20 years ago before the level ones even started. Um, great way to teach someone the Olympic lifts. Uh, the miscellaneous luxury items, I didn't really... These are more just like things you'd like in there. Whether in professional coaching environment or working out by yourself in the garage, you can't see what it is that you are doing right or wrong. And this is what they're talking about videoing. Right? And so it was really funny that they talk about getting a video camera 20 years ago to watch what you're doing. And I was like, that's funny because that's like a big part of what we do now or what all people totally. do. Um, <clears throat> if you look down, like this is the down look at the original CrossFit gym. This yeah. is the floor space. And you guys see that dog? If you know, you know. Yep. I'll just say that. That dog. Yep. But yeah, this is like a core. This is the majority of the gym. <laughs> and they had bikes in there because they actually rode bikes. There wasn't stationary bikes that they played around with. But this, yeah, this is the top down view of the original gym. For those of you guys so fun. watching on YouTube. I just, and what I love about that whole thing is, again, it's the priority was not on the how pretty does this look the priority was on what can we get done with our stuff what can we get done in this space it was about the programming it was about understanding the movements it was about how to elicit a particular response not giving a shit about what colors things were how pretty it was was it shiny or not oh with that you know this place has this piece of equipment and that piece of equipment and this piece of equipment and that piece of equipment it was like if you come here we're gonna get to work and it's gonna be fucking awesome and then you're gonna go through all of those 10 things and kind of circling back to the 10 things that get kicked out of your gym those 10 things are what the crossfit gym experience is supposed to be music up loud grabbing your equipment dropping bars from overhead throwing things around doing dumbbells pulling up ropes you know uh taking your shirt off writing your scores on the board i mean it, that was the whole deal this picture actually is all of those 10 things in one shot yep it's cool the, the thing i like about this <clears throat> is that we don't need to get away from this no. We can have bigger space to do more of this, but we don't need to redesign this. All I feel like some people are doing is overcomplicating this. Like this picture explains grassroots CrossFit in terms of no bullshit. Yep. You just the only thing you had available to you was to just get your work done and be around like-minded people and focused for driven individuals accomplishing the same thing in different ways. But it was all centered around just, that's it. The only thing to do in there was to just get shit done. Super cool. I love the old videos. I don't know if you can even still find them. The old videos when they would do the level one, when Greg was doing the level uh, one at I the gym there. Think, yes, I think you see, can. Like, where you see Contosh, you see Brian doing Brian, the, yeah. uh, the grace. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, we need to do 30 clean and jerks for time. Brian, come on out. And he's like, just show us. For it. Yeah. When Max, when they have Max Mormon come out and just do some heavy lifting, snatch something, mm -hmm. you know, and everyone's got the folded out chairs. And I mean, super cool. Yeah. That's stuff, man.
uh, finishing, you know, wrapping your gym in plywood so you don't put your ass through drywall is, is one of those because <laughs> then you can mount things to it. Uh, I highlighted here mounted sheets of whiteboards. They call them marker boards uh, and CrossFit gym walls. Is I mean, seeing a whiteboard on the wall, I think, is just a staple. Like, yeah, it's just something about coming back to the whiteboard. Brainstorming, talking shop, recording, all that stuff. Uh, every garage gym should have a library, and there's no better way to seed your fitness library other than the CrossFit Journal, as it says, than Milo. Milo is billed as a journal for serious, serious strength athletes. Now, I highlight this because I had no idea what this is, and I want to dig into it a bit more if it's out there. I don't know if you have. I haven't really. And I saw that and I was like, oh, wow, I've never seen that so after this is over i want to touch on see if see if it's out there yeah totally uh milo is incredible randall strawson the owner of iron mine will live forever in fitness lore for publishing milo huh milo is honest gritty homegrown and is one of the very few legitimate journals in the fitness world and i highlighted in blue we wouldn't trade a single issue of milo for all the popular fitness magazines in the world. Well, now I definitely need to look this up. <laughs> and I feel kind of dumb not having any clue or remembering this at all. Well, I mean, again, the, the, the way that CrossFit works and what, what Glassman did was he took the best stuff that was out there that he could find yeah. and would pull it in. He wouldn't take, so, you know, I see like Clock Cutter has defunct strength journal. Um, maybe there was some shit that was in there, but what Greg did was he pulled all the things to make the best setup that he could. That was the same thing with the gymnastic setup, the same things with the monostructural stuff, the same things with the weightlifting. He brought the best things in so that you could elicit the most fitness. So um, it'll be interesting to see what that what that is to see what, what he picked, because, I mean, it's not like if we go and look at it, at those articles of what they wrote, that we're not going to know what Greg picked because it'll be the things that we know. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, OK, I found it. So Milo. Is. Kind of just like CrossFit Journal, but for strength training. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, and it's a book. So Milo, about Milo, Iron Mine. Yeah, Milo Strength. March issue of 2018. Sweet. All right. We'll check those out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw this in the chat while you guys are watching. Check that out. Educate yourselves as we will do the same. All right, almost there. Look at what you've done. Look what you've created. In blue, I have here CrossFit's gym. <laughs> hmm. CrossFit's gym is approximately 1,200 square feet, and we routinely operate with three trainers and three to six athletes at one time. Think about that. Three trainers coaching three to six. And Yell says your gym has the potential to be so to be much much better. State of the art strength and conditioning technology like CrossFit is more readily 
facilitated in a well-appointed garage than in a Gold's gym, and he lists a bunch of other gyms here. These chain gyms, like them, cannot support elite professional programming. You can. It says, Bears repeating, the commercial model is predicated on simple movements requiring little or no coaching and inexperienced, low-paid staff. That is the only reason bodybuilding practices permeate these facilities. Um, someone mentioned, mentioned the other day, too, was that isolated machine work was also really mainstayed with, like, rehabilitation work. Um, part of that as well. Uh, where lives and livelihoods depend on fitness, this model is woefully lacking. Lacking, right? You're, the way you operate outside the gym, when life comes at you, you are less prepared in this isolated machine world than you are with CrossFit. The professional strength and conditioning facility requires a different equipment, cheaper and less equipment, but professional staff and instruction. CrossFit, through the CrossFit Journal, will provide that expertise. We know it can be done. We've done it for thousands through our website. CrossFit endeavors to lead a revolution in fitness training, a radical departure from the ineffectual, non-functional prevailing bodybuilding model of the commercial gyms and towards the professional strength and conditioning model of the university, pro sports franchise, and military. Your needs, regardless of your current fitness, differ from the professional or elite athletes by degree, not kind. We're waging this revolution in your home. That's the only place it can be won. That is it. That is what the cult is for. Yeah. That's the I mean, shirt. Is that, is, that, is that not a rally the troops, a battle cry right there? I just need to repurpose that. Yeah. And in the end, I put in purple because this was a big, important thing to cap things off. If cost is an objection, you may consider reevaluating your priorities. I'll read that one more time. If cost is an objection, you may consider reevaluating your priorities. If your living room, bedrooms, kitchen, and or dining room are well appointed, there's no substance to the argument that you cannot afford your own gym unless your health and fitness are lesser priorities than your leisure and entertainment. If you are an affiliate owner, print that out and hand it to the person who says CrossFit is too expensive for them. For your $150 yeah. to $200 a month, first line, if cost is an objection, you may need to consider reevaluating your priorities. And it says, unless your health and fitness are lesser priorities than your leisure and entertainment. I highlighted in purple because that's for all the affiliate owners out there trying to promote and pitch the value of your CrossFit gym. Yes, sorry we don't have a $10 a month anytime fitness membership. Yeah, because, that's on purpose. Right. Because you don't get anything out of that. You get nothing out of that. If you Uber eat one meal for your family, it's like $125. Just don't do that shit one time and you've almost paid for an entire monthly membership or a coffee a day at your way too expensive coffee place or the fourth night you went out with your friends instead of just doing three or all other sorts of bullshit that you bought online or 
didn't need to begin with and you just thought it would be fun to have. Go back and take a look at what you spend your time and money on and then take a look at what your priorities really should be. Now, I get it. And go back. Not, and- not everybody can, like, look, financial hardship is a real thing for people. I get that. But there's still a way to make it work. And you also have to look at how much are you paying for medications? How much are you paying when you go to the doctors? What sort of medical bills do you deal with either now or are possibly in your family lineage that you may be, depending on how you're eating, depending on the things that you're doing now? If you're not paying for, if you aren't having this sort of a lifestyle now, you will be paying money for doctors and services and medications and processes and procedures later that are going to be way more than $150 a month. So I I know it's it's hard for a lot of people to think about those things until they actually happen, but you pay for insurance just in case you get in an accident. So this is your health insurance in case you get into an accident. Yep. And the crazy thing about this, this whole article and bicep curls athlete talked about this. So Greg's idea was to start with a garage gym and more fit into a CrossFit gym over time. Yes. But his vision was uh, also not to create a CrossFit gym. He was just creating a facility to house the training methodology that he was creating. It was never the to garage cre- gym is a CrossFit gym. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to get at is that this all started with the need of changing the way people approached health and fitness and longevity. That's why it started. It didn't start as a business. It didn't start as an affiliate model. It didn't start as a training education. It for sure as shit did not start for a competition. It just, right. <laughs> it just happened. Everything that you guys know about CrossFit today was just a natural evolution on the way the world took it. And that's what got, that was, it was hard about the growth of CrossFit, especially in the early, you know, 2013, 2014, when it was just exploding is that no one was equipped to run the business of CrossFit. Right. It was just supposed to be this, Hey, get out of your commercial gym because we have this training methodology that will change your life and the world. And it, just do it by yourself in your garage. And everybody at the regular gym was working out by themselves anyway. So I know like we talk about you know, training with partners and it's nice to be in the gym because you have your group and it's going to push you harder. Well, nobody knew how to do that unless you were in either a crew um, or you're in the military or you're on some sort of a team. Everyone else would go to the gym, whatever gym they went to, and worked out by themselves. So I really... I love the idea that this started off as a, hey, this is to help you as an individual. Now, if you want to be a trainer, then they still push garage gym first. Coach people in your house, like in your garage. You don't need a lot of stuff, but you can now, the love that you have for this activity, this this fitness world that you're doing, you now get to share it with your husband, your friends, your uh, someone down the street that's watching you do these crazy things out on your out on your front porch. Then you grow from that, and there was an evolutionary growth. I mean, there was a time when we all, everyone thought that when you started with a CrossFit gym, you had to get a million dollar investor to get you the nicest place so you could buy the rogued out equipment to the you know to the to the nines so that you had everything because that's the only way people are going to come. 
And that business model is not this. Yes, you're doing CrossFit. Yes, all the things. And I'm not saying that those gyms are bad or anything like that. I'm just saying that you always want to be able to come back around to what's the what's the heart and soul of what it is trying to do. It's not all of these big expensive things. It's let's get back to the basics of what this fitness program is supposed to do. And I mean, boil it all down. And if you're there to help people, to one, help yourself, but then to help other people with real fitness, this is where it comes from. That's the OG part. That's the cult part. It's not how many rogue things do you have or how much money have you. I know a lot of people that have spent a lot of money on a lot of home gyms and they don't use it at all. And that's, I mean, it, that happens a lot because it takes a special person to be able to work out, especially nowadays, to be able to work out by yourself. I mean, I'm glad for our affiliate that we're able to, uh, to have our doors open for people that want to come in and work out with some other people. So, um, but this, like this article hits on a lot of different avenues as an individual, as a coach, as an affiliate owner, as a fitness enthusiast, all of those different planes, it all comes back to boil it down to what's important, figure out what your priorities are, and then drive against those priorities. And then you'll have success. Yes. And this thing between Yash saying, you have to train for longevity. Yes. That's, that's the whole point. Of course. You guys watch no way one wants too to much. look good just for two months. Yeah. It's not about the CrossFit games. That is unsustainable. Unsustainable. They're not training for life. They are training for sport. They are training for functional dominance, not functional competence. Functional competence is what we should all be. It's the long game. And then John wrote this. It was, that's why... You know, street parking has had such great success. Yes. Because you have someone like Miranda Oldroyd, who is OG as shit, from a seminar staff to an affiliate owner to competition, and then Julian, her husband. Like, street parking is named because you can't park in your garage because you have a garage gym that you have to park in the street. It's fucking beautiful. Does it, sa does it sound familiar, you guys? Yes. Everything we just wrote in here, that's street parking. Yeah. That's what it is. It's that simple. And yeah, it's for longevity. It's for simplicity. It's for the beauty of the methodology. That's it. No one should be out there reinventing the wheel. Why is street parking so successful? Because they didn't change shit. <laughs> they just showed you can do it out of your garage, which is great. And I think a good blend of the two is really where it's at. I Obviously, I'm an affiliate owner, but I love being around people and working out. Sometimes life doesn't allow me to leave my house and I've got stuff in my garage that I can still do something so I don't rip anyone else's faces off during the day because that is my outlet. That is the way <laughs> I feel more like myself. And this article was so cool because, yes, we talked about equipment, but at the same time, we're talking about the simplicity of the program, the beauty of the methodology, and that it doesn't need to get more complicated than that. Fuck, this is great. This is great. So good, right? This is so good. So good. Well, guys, I uh, thank you guys for joining us for our book club session today. I like that we got to take a little bit more time and just dig into this and have some fun. The more you guys uh, are involved with that, let's see, I just team uh, Brandon. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, Brandon, hit us up. Love Bad. it. Um, our next article, let me see, what is the next one going to be? 
is what is fitness? Oh, yes. The one. This the was one. the light bulb right here. The one that started it all. What is fitness? I'll do you guys a favor. I'll put this in the chat right now on YouTube. Click this, print it out, redline it, highlight it. For those of you guys that follow us on Patreon, you support us more than you already do. Thank you guys for doing so. We will, I will email you this lined version of the article that we just went through. We'll mail you a PDF link as we just posted it here. Um, you guys can go to patreon.com forward slash get with the programming. Support us for six bucks a month. We give you guys all this content. We give you discounts to our OG shirts or cult shirts. And more than that, Travis from Vindicate. Okay, guys, real talk. When does the Tim Paulson shirt get released? That is a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. But uh, this is great. I, I, I was excited about this, but I didn't really know what was going to come from it. And I love this so much. I think we all need this in a, uh, in a great sense, like in an OG sort of way. Look at you sporting that OG oh, shirt. Yeah. This, what's really cool about these articles and that is that when we were having to explain yeah. what OG meant, these things are showing that. It's not It's not a, have you been involved since 2004? Nope. It's, here's how we live these ways. Here's, these are the, these are the, the the statements and the monikers and the the foundationary ideas that drive what we do that's the old school way you don't have to have been doing it for for decades but if you see i mean and if you're new to if you're new to this to this stuff or newish to this hopefully these these articles and the things that we're talking about are sparking the light because that's what happened to us that's why we've been doing this for so long because we read these articles and it was like oh shit that's fucking cool i like that I, this thing fires me up that thing gets me all excited so i want to do this that and the other thing so i'm if you want if you if you want the og feel just yep. keep on riding this with us because that's what it is that's what it is yeah i love it and, and that's the best way to explain this and it's like because some people Find, think it's supposed to be controversial. Even in a, a CrossFit HQ, there's some people there, which I, I found that disappointing to hear. So bad. That is so wrong. That, that is wrong. It, it's not wrong. It's not old school versus new people. It's not we've been here, you're just new. It's exactly what you said. These articles that we're going through is the OG way. It is why this, this was started. It's the what and the how. It's the whole thing. That's what we mean when we talk OG. This is, listen to the last two episodes and tell me what's controversial about saying OG. This is what we're talking how, about. How dare you get cheap equipment and work out in your garage and get yeah. fitter so they're not sick and die early. Yeah. How dare you? How, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I tell you what, if you want to figure out what's wrong, find the people that listen to two episodes, how we relate this to OG, and then I'll tell you what's wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you what's wrong there. That, that's what you got to look out for. All right, gang. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Again, this is super awesome. I get more excited each time we do one of these. And this is, uh, man, I I know programming is our calling, but this has been a joy. This has it's been super a joy. Fun, but this all, this all fits into that, man. Like I said, all of these things fit into understanding the hows and whys of how you're going to program to make people more fit.
So we're right in our realm, dude. We're in our lane. We're yeah, good. Staying in our we're lane. Good. Thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate your time and have a great weekend. Peace out, guys. Thank you.